What's up, guys, and welcome back to another Paper Movies, a novelization book club discussion. Uh, today, we're going to be reviewing the novelizations to one of the greatest uh, disasters in cinema history, and that is Shaw's <laughs> The Revenge. Um, the novelization was by uh, Hank Searles, who wrote the novelization to Jaws 2. <laughs> You're going to need a bigger book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was based on a screenplay by Michael D. Guzman, inspired by Peter Benchley's Jaws. Um, joining us, we... <laughs> Or I should say well, this is probably uh, episode two of the Men With Beards podcast. Um, we have um, Geek Static Beard down here. We have Stupid Chainsaw Beard down here. And up here, I'll be the host for this episode. I'm the Red Five Beard. So, <laughs> so... <laughs> yep. Paper uh, Movies, a.k.a. Men With Beards. <laughs> so, Jaws the Ribbon... <laughs> Jaws the Revenge, uh, before we get started with our thoughts, because it's probably going to be a doozy of a discussion in this episode, uh, I'll give you a little brief synopsis, uh, but I'll just give the basic synopsis because we'll come to find out that both the book and the movie are a little different. <laughs> um, so we have uh, the, the basic premise is that uh, Sean Brody was the son of... Chief Brody uh, was killed by the shark at the beginning of this book, and the uh, Ellen Brody uh, believes that the shark has a personal vendetta against the Brody family, and uh, she travels down to her older son Michael's house in the Bahamas. He is a marine biologist studying uh, um, conch shells, and um, they find out that the shark has followed them all the way from. Amity Island to the Bahamas to seek some revenge. And because that totally happens in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> so if you haven't noticed the thumbnail, uh, Matthew actually made the thumbnail where it's a picture of me being eaten by the shark. And I'm pretty sure after I made these guys read this novelization, they kind of wish i was eaten by a shark after that. the inspiration for it <laughs> that's funny that's funny so um this so book, yeah yeah let's let's go ahead and get into our thoughts matthew go ahead like what you mentioned with this book this jaws uh excuse me this uh great white shark seeking revenge was more of the plot for the film but the book tries to explain it yes in a way that it's just all coincidental Really? Yes. Um, and Ellen, right? Eleanor? Yes. Ellen? Ellen. Ellen. Um, yeah. She's just in. She has this link to the shark where she senses it. She has this feeling. <laughs> There's so much nonsense involved with this, her perspective of everything um, in the book and in the film. And I, I did rewatch the film after I read this novelization. And there are many elements that were. Many, um, many removed elements. from the film, and it makes me want to know, like, what because this is based off of the screenplay. I want to know what that original script looked like. Well, it's weird because while I was reading this, I noticed some things too. Um, Jeremy, I don't know if you've read the original Jaws novel, but um, the mm, uh, not yeah. all the way through. Um, when they got to what happened to the cat. I said, I said no. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, like when the felines are uh, are harassed or murdered or anything. Well, that was like that really got my attention because, like, when I was just like, "Wait, this is supposed to be a novelization," but it felt more like a sequel novel to the original Jaws novel because it was referencing a lot of things that happened in the book that didn't happen in the movie at all. Like, like Jeremy said, like there was an incident where someone killed the Brody cat because uh, chief Brody was trying to close down the beaches. And then, you know, it said like the mayor was involved with the wrong people, like real estate agents were, you know, sending them threatening letters or something like that. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I thought this was a novelization to uh, the film, but like, 
but as Matthew was saying, like the whole revenge part was not even the shark had really nothing to do with it. It was more of a, it was a, a pawn that, from the person that was actually seeking revenge on the Brody family. Right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's 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 talk about that. <laughs> yeah, Jaws and the revenge is what it should have been. Yeah, you get that hoagie character who was the pilot that brought. He just brings people from the U.S. to the Bahamas. Yeah, a and, charter pilot, yeah. Yeah, and he's involved in this um, crime ring type thing. Or um, he's working for the, who was it, the FBI? The DEA, I D- think. DEA, yeah, the Drug Enforcement Agency. Um, trying to do this sting operation on this mafia organization that was like dealing cocaine which I don't even know if we could say that on here, but dealing drugs, these people were, um, and he was getting his life threatened all the time. Um, Michael Ellen's uh, son Mm -hmm. had all these suspicions about Hoagie the whole, the whole time thinking that he was a, you know, a drug dealer. He was smuggling drugs, didn't like him. And in the film, we did get that sense that Mike didn't like Hoagie at all but it never got it like it never mentioned anything about the drug stuff in the film there's a book throwaway line in the movie of what he used this plane for and he says laundry yeah uh, i remember that like i was kind of thinking that was like a misdirection like maybe he was still like working with the government and like he was just trying to be like discreet about it um there was also a throwaway line about you know the uh, the shark was actually controlled by a. Um, uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you spit it out. Yeah, you got to throw it out here, Adam. Who, who's his name was the shark? His name was Papa. How do you say his name? Uh, I can't okay. pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, I need uh, to Papa ja- Papa Jacku or Papa Jacku. Or Jacques. 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 That's it. Jacques. Papa Jacques. Jacques. Because uh, uh, there's a lot of French in that whole area of the world. There's a lot yeah. of French connections. And Papa Jacques, um, uh, this is all like the shark was controlled by like voodoo. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and there was a throwaway, throwaway line in the movie where uh, Ellen was like, you know, on this, you know, was freaking out because she was like trying to tell uh, Michael to quit his job as a marine biologist. And he was like, you can't believe that voodoo sharks don't commit murder. They don't just pick a random person or something like that. And and I was just like, ah, <laughs> it was tying in, like making a little reference to the novel there. But yeah, that was I. <laughs> I'm just going to say this was a very convoluted mess of a book. And I would rather watch the movie 10 times a row in a day than read this book again. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. what's crazy is like, can we get into a character death here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. We spent like one full, well, I'll get into a couple deaths. Um, there is one, I think it was a full chapter about some college age kid who is windsurfing has mm-hmm. he's like he's rich he's his dad's like real cocky and like telling him like oh if you're not winning then you're just a loser type kind of a guy like you mm-hmm. picture him just being this college frat guy that's just cocky and you know a jerk well he gets like ripped in half by the shark in this one chapter um pretty graphic and then uh the other death scene that I wanted to talk which that wasn't in the movie at all but uh the other one that I found to be very uh anticlimactic was the death of Jake, oh, uh, Mike, yeah. Mike's business partner, and, and you know, they, they're this big connect. You know, they have a good connection. They're good friends. They're coworkers. They're you know trying to get their doctorate, and uh, all like at the end, Jake just oh he jumps in the water and then oh the shark took him. That's it. Yeah, they uh, had different endings in the film, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, I'm just. Were, all of them were stupid. The only there was only one of those innings that was actually plausible, um, but Jake dies in all but one ending. Like mm-hmm. uh, he's 
uh, trying to like uh, throw this uh, transmitter, I think, into the shark's mouth to, that'll help like send an electrical pulse through it. And um, uh, while they're waiting for the shark, the shark jumps up and mauls Jake. But in one ending, uh, he survives. And um, that's the uh, I think that's the DVD ending. That's like whenever you buy the DVD, like I think that's like the regular ending. But yeah. And then <laughs> the uh, the plausible ending is when the shark gets harpooned and it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. But there's also somewhere it's electrocuted. It roars like a lion for some reason, and it gets impaled and just blows up. Like, I laughed at that. And uh, my I was laughing at it. And my wife, she was like sitting next to me with headphones on, like trying to do something different. And I was like, hey, hey, I'm, you have to watch this. And I rewound it to, to play it. The lion just like, rawr. Like, she, she laughed. That was funny and ridiculous. So tacky. It so, happens a couple times. He just roars like a, a dinosaur. And then he blows up. Yeah. Like, even in one of those alternate endings, like when it's about to show the shark being impaled, it shows like a slow-mo of the shark like hanging in midair like hanging in midair and like you can just see the harpoon just like or the front of the boat just like slowly about to like impale the shark like this is ridiculous yeah but like yeah the shark just randomly blowing up <laughs> after getting some <laughs> anyway the, the stuff that just went on and on and on that bored me out of my mind was the the crime element of the book mm-hmm and oh, it's then, easily the worst part of it. It is. Yeah. It really is. And the uh, the voodoo stuff was very silly. Like that Papa, uh, we would say Jacqui, Jacques, Jacques, Jacques. He uh, he was he was a weird one. Um, I thought he was going to be like a comic relief, kind of in the beginning, but then it turned out like no, he wasn't comic relief. People actually were scared of him, and he would cast these like voodoo spells on people and um, actually had the daughter of Mike uh, Brody possessed. There was yeah. a weird possession where she was like, had like a demon in her and she was like, I can't remember the exact line, but she's like, you know, um, I am, what is it? It was called like a Loa is what it was called, but she's, I don't remember what it was called. I am Groot. And her name was <laughs> Thea, right? Thea, was her yeah. name Thea? She's like, I am not. Like, there is no Thea. Only whatever. It's not mine, but like that's what it was. There's no Thea. Only Groot. It's like, what? It just went on and just got weird for a while. And I didn't like it. Yeah. So Jeremy, me, uh, sorry, me and Matthew have been kind of uh, ranting. Uh, uh, please share your thoughts. You want me? To, you want me to do this? Uh, I'm a little scared, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) This is no slight to you, Adam. This is the worst thing we have ever read (laughs) on paper movies. I didn't finish it. That's how bad it was. Oh, you didn't? Oh, God, I couldn't do it. I'm just, I'm sitting there. I mentioned this, I I alluded to this in my video that came out a couple days ago. But, like, I'm sitting there, and it gave me... It's not the worst thing that we've done for paper... Like, as a book club, this is the worst. It's not as bad as Halloween Kills. I got a third of the way through this before giving up. Halloween Kills, I gave up on Chapter (laughs) (laughs) 3. So, no, my, my my big problems with this book are... Number one, it wants to be something that it isn't. Yes. It is trying ever yeah. so hard to not be Jaws the Revenge. It's like it's trying a, to be the first novel. Exactly. It's trying to be the first novel. It references what I'm assuming Hank Sears wrote Jaws 2's novelization as well. And it seems like it's referencing that, although I've not read that, so I can't I can't say whether it is or not. There's a lot of unnecessary characterization. This is what happens when we say, oh, we like when things are flushed out. This is when that's taken too far. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The the drug plot, like the whole crime syndicate part, is so bland and awful. It's just so much been there and done that because, oh, we had that in the first novel. We got to put it in here. 
even though it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because yeah, they turned that it's like a whole nother story. Yeah, Hoagie, like he's doing this because his daughter went missing several yeah. years ago. Yeah, they make some slight reference to that in the uh the movie where Ellen was like still mourning her son's death and you know he says i know what you're going through but trust me the night mm-hmm. words go away so i'm just like oh okay that might um he might uh be referencing, referencing his daughter yeah but yeah, yeah like go ahead i'm sorry jeremy this reminded me of the novelization of rise of skywalker when randomly lando has memories of his daughter that was taken away by the first order and it's not brought up it doesn't doesn't lead to anything mm-hmm like, like a lot of things are brought up, and then they don't go anywhere. I mean, we even have a uh, uh, we have a viewer right now, Bad Moon Horrors. He said that uh, Hank Searles also did the same thing in the Jaws two novelization, just referencing the original novel a lot. And uh, I'm just like, but why would you call it a novelization if like seventy five percent of the book is like? not even from the movie like it, but, it's go ahead it basically it comes down to this i'm going to use a disgusting analogy right now it's like you crap on the floor twice just one one is diarrhea that's jaws Re- the revenge the film and the other one is just like a brick pc like it's, <laughs> it's like a brick it's like the complete opposite and that's the novelization of Jaws the Revenge. Which is better? At the end of the day, they're both crap. I know, <laughs> but it's I was so hoping for this to be better than the film. Oh, but I'm like, I like I said, I'd rather watch the film like repeatedly. Yeah. Than I mean, it. here's the thing with the film is like to me, I thought the acting was actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh the late the of the lady that played Ellen, I didn't think she did that good in this movie. She's overacting. She went, she's overacting, but like everybody else seemed like they were they were giving it all. And I thought they did very well, but the story was so stupid that it's like, wow, this is an awful movie. All of these these people should have been making something else that could have mm-hmm. been great, you know? But yeah. But instead, for some reason, someone decided that Jaws, that would be a good franchise. Mm-hmm. They're like, I just don't get why Jaws has sequels. I don't either. The, well, the shark dies in each one. <laughs> I know. It's just like, and they get. Here's what I'm gonna like. I'm. So here's the thing. The whole revenge plot, with like, like I said in the book, they try to uh, explain, like, g- give a more plausible reason as to why the shark is going after the Brody family. And I'll admit it's more plausible than, you know, the shark just like, I don't like this family. I'm going to follow them half across the world and eat them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like, well, let, let it's, me, it's just, it's, it's just like one, like you said, the shark dies in each of the movies. Like, like, but why would, like, how does that make sense as why does this shark has a vendetta? Like, this, was it the shark's brothers that were it's, killed or something it, like that? Yeah, it's like a it's like a mafia in itself, you know? That's You kill one, and then they're like, hey, this guy took out our family, so we're going to go hunt down this family, this other family. You know, it's just like, come on, guys. But it's like, it, let, let, me, let me say this. I think it would be better if we didn't explain why the shark's going there. That would be creepier. That would be like a genuine like horror. It'd still be dumb. Don't get me wrong. But if we didn't explain it, you know, there'd be some, or or better yet, make the voodoo ambiguous. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. like just this book is just about over-explaining. That's all this book is. It's over-explaining things that don't necessarily need to be flushed out you could cut 200 pages out of this book and oh, it yeah. would probably be fine um actually i can almost guarantee it'd be a lot more approachable like a, a book like this doesn't need to be 
Well, not 200. Like, cut 150 pages out. Like, it doesn't need to be 300 plus pages. No. It, it just does doesn't. It, it feel, it's just so unnecessarily long winded. And well, I felt bad. Like, I gave this a try even when I spilled tea on it. I'll read in my sticky book. Like, try it. But, okay. like, I, I couldn't do it, you know? The pasting, though, was like horrible like yeah have, did you guys notice that like it could be talking about one scene it could be talking about, like and michael and jake were on the boat you know discussing how they're going to follow the shark and then all of a sudden we are now back you know with uh like uh hoagie you know and uh ellen and hoagie. Like and, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you know something else that was uh uh, that was completely different was the art by Mike's wife. Um, Tiffany, no, Tiffany was like the girlfriend of Carla, her Mike's name Carla. brother that died in the beginning. Yeah, Carla, she's doing this art piece that is not to be revealed at all. It's like covered the whole time. So you have this like mysterious element going on. And then in the film, Mike and Ellen just open a door to the shed and see the art piece. And you can see like, the disgust in Ellen's face. She's like, Ooh, that's art. Uh, but in the book, like it's covered up, it's mysterious. And then when it is revealed, like it's revealed that it's like the shark. Yeah. Right. She sees a shark and somebody else sees something different. And it's like, this is another pointless direction. Like what, what are we doing with this? I mean, you know what it reminds me of? It's like uh, a dragon slayer that failed. Yes. It's a bloated dragon slayer. Like all these I, added elements and trying to get into things that just aren't necessary, but Dragon Slayer did it right, where it was like, oh, this is cool. It's giving us lore to a cool story. That's where this is the best part about this book is the, the shark coincidentally being in places that it shouldn't be. Explaining that stupid stuff that we see in the film of oh, the shark's after my family. It's like, no, it's actually just kind of on accident. He heard some noises. So we followed the sound, and then oh look, somebody put their hand in the water. Uh, we do, uh, we do have another comment though. Uh, apparently, uh, the shark in Jaw in Jaws: Revenge is the offspring from the one in Jaws Two, which yeah, that's kind. Of, that's one of the things I thought they were alluding to in the beginning. I did not know that. But like the the thing is, like there aren't that. I I was also assuming that that's the Jaws Two. Shark is the offspring of the original Jaws shark. Like, because there can't be that many of them left. In fact, they talk, the shark is reflecting on that, I guess. Which, that's a whole nother thing that's bizarre about this book. We get shark perspective on occasion. And it's, it's, it's just. It's something else. Like, I, I, it reminded me of a good book called The Wolfen where there mm-hmm. are like these weird wolves and you get the wolves perspective on things because they're hyper intelligent and it's like hmm. written really well and it's creepy, but this just, just feels out. Everything in this book feels out of place. It's like you put a bunch of like different plots to things in a blender and then, yeah, that's you a good way to put it. To someone. Uh, going yeah. back to what we said uh, earlier about how this is book, this book was trying to be something else, like it was trying to be the original novel. There was another element that I uh, saw. Now, Peter Benchley, uh, the characters in the book were not likable in any way. Like mm-hmm. uh, they, um, and that was kind of this. I got the same vibe reading this book. Like everybody was like either a jerk or, and. It was, uh, like, there was a couple of moments where, you know, I thought, like, okay, that was interesting. But then there was, like, what was it? But then there was a couple, but then there was a couple of moments where, like, I was, uh, like, okay, that's different. Like, with, uh, when they were trying, when uh, Thea was, uh, went missing and they went out looking for her. And then, like, when Ellen found her, all of a sudden, like, I think, Papa Jacques was uh, controlling her, like making her dance randomly or something on the beach and everything. (laughs) Yeah, it got weird. I mean, I thought Mike was likable. He was just like, he didn't like Hoagie because he's like, oh, he might be doing drug stuff. Mom, stay away from him. 
Papa, whatever, Jacques, he's like, get get out of here before I, you know, pick you up and take you out of here. Um, and he took his job seriously. He really wanted his PhD. He liked his job. Uh, mm-hmm. His mom was telling him, like, get out of the water. You can't do this, <laughs> which we'll talk more about her in a second. Um, but I thought he was a likable character trying to just like make a living, take care of his mom. Like, Hey, you could come live down here. You could be with us, you know, be with family. Stop worrying about stuff. Everything's good. And he wanted his wife to succeed with her art, but you know, we see that he gets pretty ticked off with her at the end and acts like a baby. I guess. Yeah. He could be a jerk, but um, yeah. With Ellen, <clears throat> how many times did she pull out a gun and go to the beach? Was it like twice? Yeah, she shoot. pull she pulls out Sean's gun, and uh, like which and is also um, what's his face is the the sheriff. Oh, Chief yeah. Brody, yeah, yeah, Chief um, Brody. Which it was so clear that uh, Hank's Cyril's yes. Cyril's, um, I think, uh, really wanted him in it, and he couldn't. So he writes a bunch of bad flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, they wanted, like, there was, like, this whole thing. I'm going on a tangent here, but there was, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, what's, what's that actor's name that played Chief Brody? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember his name either. Um, I want to look it up, uh, but he, the actor was, uh, they asked him if he wanted to, uh, be in Jaws too, and he didn't want to, but I think he was under contract to, and like he, um, uh, Roy Scheider, there we go. Um, he did not want to be in Jaws too, and like he, uh, hated the experience and like, well, he, he looks miserable in Jaws too. Yeah. Like, like it, it's not uh, just two. If you're gonna watch one of these sequels, and like just two is the one that closely closest resembles a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just Jaws, but with more carnage and trying to be an eighty slasher. Yeah, the the Freddy Krueger Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> and then like Jaws three is like the best one because it's so embarrassing. It's just who thought. Let's make a 3D movie underwater on a blue screen. <laughs> Gee, I wonder how why the the fish don't look like they're 3D. Yeah, I mean the shark graphics were somewhat better like without the like uh, not the 3D scenes but like some of the shark attacks in that scene were better in this film but like I I have my Okay. I mean we're the getting sh- off, we're getting the off. shark I say something that does compare to the book. There's a ship down at the bottom of the ocean. Mike like goes into he like goes into this like airtight room where there's a skeleton of some guy in this boat that was you know at the bottom sank mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think it might have been a warship or something. Um, and the like he goes into that room to hide from the shark. And in the film, like Jaws or whatever the shark's name is, Jaws. Shark. I guess he like. The, the shark's able to go down like the hallways inside the ship and it looks really goofy because he looks massive on the outside, but then all of a sudden he's in the ship too. And he looks like a tiny fish, like they, going through the thing. And they like burst through a wall inside the old ship. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is comedy. They actually redid that whole scene and like uh, and touched up with like somewhat uh, modern effects. Like I'll send you the link to that, guys. It's actually okay. pretty cool, but it shows the shark going in that like sunken freighter and everything, and it looks actually more menacing than what we got in the film. But I'll I'll send that to you. It was actually pretty good. Um, okay. But my thing with these sharks are, um, they are, I okay. This is nitpicky. I know that these are just, you know, horror films, but there is no great white shark that I know of that I know of. Like the shark in Jaws was 25 feet. Uh, the shark in Jaws 2, I think it was around the same size. Jaws 3 was a 35 foot shark. <laughs> a great white yeah. shark. That There is no great white shark that big. That is like borderline megalodon. Megalodon. Shark. Uh, yeah. And Jaws the Revenge, I think it was like around 
little over 25 feet. And I'm just like, are these like, are they like building up to like this big Jaws movie where it's revealed the all these sharks are baby megalodons or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's um, it's building up to Shark Attack three. Oh, sorry. yeah, that was uh, that was a fun movie in and itself. Yeah, I actually I, met the I actually met the main actor of that. So that's right. I forgot. <laughs> um, we got more uh, Star Wars timeline is joining us. Hey, Ben, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. And uh, also, yeah, we got Bad Moon Horrors and Kane Donuts, small time, uh, all joining us too. Hey, guys, so much thanks so much for joining thanks us. For joining. Uh, yeah, yeah, guys, save me, save me from this. I mean, do you guys you guys don't think that Searles is remarkably eloquent and uh, that you'll stand up and cheer after reading this novel? Well, not this novel. I will give Jaws 2 novelization a chance. I'll still read that one. I mean, do you not think that this is like a sea of adventure that echoes in the mind of like pings on a radar? I mean, if it pings in a radar, that means a shark's coming out to eat us. So this just 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 pings in a toilet bowl. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm reading the reviews on the back of the book. Those by the Los Angeles Times, the Washington Post, and the Chicago Tribune said, "Tout, crisp, intensely readable." Who says tout? I don't know. That's a, that's how you know that's fake. Yeah. Is that a word? Tout, T A U T. I don't know. I've never seen that word printed out. So, I just know but that it's a lie. I, I'm looking it up. I'm looking up okay. what that word means. This is not intensely readable. I don't okay. know how gonna... I would have been through this if I didn't get sick. I was like down for two days, and I was like, I'm going to read. If I did not do that, I'd be sitting like Jeremy and be like, I don't know if I, if I could get through I, it. So I got a. We've been going on like. A, big tangents and just like the jaws franchise entirely but with this book i'm just i'm man i really wanted to like this book but i kept i i finished the rest of this in a coffee shop this morning and i came home and i was like i was just like i told my wife like i finished jaws the revenge she's like she's like um oh cool was it good i was like no no, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was her reaction. She started laughing. I'm just like, no, that was that was. I I don't like being negative when it comes to reviewing books, but Sur like, I'm surprised after you did after you read it, you didn't just like leave the coffee shop and go straight into a bar. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like 8:30 in the morning. <laughs> well, get an Irish coffee at that point. Yeah, very no, true. But just bartender, I just read Jaws: The Revenge. Can you fill me up with something, please? <laughs> whiskey on the rocks please <laughs> but my gosh like i was kind of on the way home though like or after i read this i was just like what's this worse than the predator novelization we had yes yes and i will explain it, why it, it i gotta give you that it was pretty bad yeah yeah go ahead the one caveat the predator novelization had an audiobook <laughs> Okay. I, and it was shorter, I, I, will, I think. I, and I will explain this because I, I wasn't clear in my video. I I will suffer through an audiobook. Like, I'm more keen to do that because I'll either A, be driving or B, be doing something else. I can angrily wash dishes to Jaws the Revenge if it was an audio an audiobook, you know? Yeah. I But when you read, it's not like I can do other things while reading. You're right. stuck. Yeah. You gotta sit there. So maybe you can stand and read if you're weird like that. Like I'm, I'm either gonna be sitting in my chair or sitting on the toilet. Like that's either way. Whether you're on the chair or on the toilet, you'd be reading it, and each time be like, "Chapter twelve, I hate you so much, Adam. Chapter thirteen, I." Hate oh, I didn't you. blame you because I thought I, I was really worried about you because you're. Your expectations were pretty high for this. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll give it this. The beginning of this book was pretty good. And I was actually mm -hmm. drawn it. But then once, kind of like the film, once we get to the Bahamas, it's like. For me, for me, it, it got dumb at the funeral. Oh, can we make the argument that this is a Christmas movie? Jaws the Revenge. The worst Christmas movie since Christmas Vacation Two. I mean, every everybody wants to make the argument of like, uh, what is it? Die Hard? Is it, oh, Die Hard Christmas? Movie. I'm so sick of that argument. Let's bring up Jaws: The Revenge. Is 
a Christmas movie. I will call yeah. it a Christmas movie if we can call Batman Returns a Christmas movie. Can we Deal. call Die Hard 2 Die Harder a Christmas movie? <laughs> That's at Christmas time, too. Die Hard. That, that movie rips <laughs> off just about everything from Die Hard, but just dumber. Oh, man. Um, so this should have been the this should have been the Christmas special. Was but then Christmas would have sucked after this. So the, you're right. the, I, the, if it was the Christmas special, I could just not, not be Bail there. Out. Was was there any part of this book though that you guys actually liked? I'm actually curious. No. Sorry. No. I mean, I I just like probably the relation, like the friendship and banter between Jake and Mike. I did like was that. fine. But and that's like why I was so disappointed with his death. I mean, it was just like, oh, he's dead. Forget him. And we move on to the next thing. And like, it wasn't like a buildup. There was no drama. Like, you know, Mike's not like, oh, Jake, crap. I gotta do something. It was just like Jake jumped in the water and he was pulled under. The end. Like the, the most. I know. And he was just credits. Like, yeah, he's like a, a main character in the book, and it's just dead, gone, bye. I know, and I think I remember reading that Michael just yelled "no," and then it was just like, "Well, oh well, I guess he's gone." You know, it's yeah. like, like that's in the film. It was dramatic. Yeah, because the film when I watched it, it, the ending was Jake gets pulled under. It's all bloody, and you're like, "Oh man, that was brutal." And then he, like, at the end, after Shark gets blown up, um, Jake comes floating up to the top, and he's swimming. He's like, "Hey, I'm all I, good." I kind of uh, I dropped my book. I kind of uh, want to ask Matt Wilkins what he thought because he read both those Jaws novelizations. He, he did. I know because I wow. suggested them to him, and I kind of at this point think I should send him a "I'm sorry" apology. note right now. <laughs> send him an apology card in the mail. But, I don't know that well, that dude well, like okay. Wild Space, the novel well, Star Wars novel. So his taste. <sighs> But again, I'll hold my critiques for Jaws 2 novels. I haven't read it yet, so I'll give that one a chance. But for this one, yeah, I was just like, yeah, sorry. I didn't know. I did yeah. appreciate the short chapters. I've become, I'm becoming a big fan of that. Like, you know, it was broken up into different parts, but like, mm -hmm. kind of like how Rambo had parts and yeah. chapters. And yeah, um, and this did the same sort of thing. And I appreciate that because it's like, okay, I, because I hate long chapters and then like having it stop and then you go back and you're like oh wait where was i this just kind of separates it up you know for quick reads quick sessions and you feel like you're making progress you know well this book like i said the pacing was so bad like it and like it's completely a 180 turn from the movie itself that it gives you whiplash for two different reasons because like it jumps from scene to scene like like very quickly and everything like we could be like like i said over here then we're here then we're at this spot then we're back over here and i'm just like yeah. and like and then all the all of a sudden we're in the morgue with hoagie and there's a shootout <laughs> it was weird why so, are we having shootouts in a jaws story? oh yeah the the you dropped out at this point but uh, uh when hoagie he he goes to that sting operation to arrest these drug lords. It's in like a morgue, a funeral parlor. And uh, DEA agents are down there like pretending to do stuff. Oh, yeah. You and, know that. Go ahead, Matthew. I'm sorry. And then there's a shootout and then the bad guys get away. And then Hoagie's like chasing them down the streets. It, it gets ridiculous. There's yeah, you a, know. The, go ahead. The, the bad guy, whatever his name was, he uh, like kills a little kid in the alleyway and Hoagie, but he's determined he's gonna get those kids, or not the kids, they get the bad guy you know, and revenge for his kid. No, I gotta murder the children before yeah. you. This, <laughs> this, it should be Hoagie's revenge, is what this should be. Well, yeah, and also it's uh, you know, that hole in the movie, the plane scene at the end where they're looking for Ellen because the shark attacked Thea on the beach, which that does happen in the novel. Um, uh, it's like I said, a little bit more convoluted in the book, but um, but they uh, she does go out on the the Neptune's folly, Michael's boat, and tries to search for the shark. But they go, Jake, Hoagie, and Michael go into an airplane to go search for Ellen. But they're actually joined by the villain who has them at gunpoint. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there's a dude on their uh, ship with a gun. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. So that was good.
I don't know. Like, what did what would you guys rate the book? Well, I know nobody liked it, but what would what do you score it? And you just giving it an F? Are we, we giving uh, it a zero point zero? What are we doing? Do we have a our first triple F grade for? Yeah, this? I give it a zero. So F in that terms, Matthew. I mean, it's hard because I I don't know if I would want to read this again or watch the film because the film was so bad. The film book just takes up so much time, and it was still so bad. So the um, film's you know easier to get through though. <laughs> yeah, it takes an hour and a half to get through, and the actors did a good job. Like we mentioned, uh, the book filled in some gaps that I thought could have been better, like the jaws, uh, like the shark's perspective of like. He's going places and, oh, I get into these situations and, oh, Ellen just happens to be there rather than seeking out and uh, being a strange, supernatural, stupid thing. Um, I give it an F. I give it an F. Just like the film. I give it an F, too. It was stupid. I I, I give it an F, too. Yeah. Like I said, I don't like being negative, but... There's just times where, oh man, go ahead, Jeremy. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed to ask, but did did Hoagie put his Hoagie in Ellen's oven? No. <laughs> was was there just a bunch of sexual tension for no reason? Oh, it's definitely getting a zero. That wasn't even the. We... <laughs> Let's let's timestamp this as our ex- the moment where we got our explicit <laughs> hey, bag. Hey. <laughs> well, hey guys, remember I mean, Goldeneye? You know, <laughs> the, the, well, we're talking about baking here. Hoagie sandwiches, you know. Yeah. So it's just we're talking about the act of uh, baking. Oh my! God. I mean, there was that fight. We had a fight on the plane. That Hoagie's plane. When the, the, the drug lord was on the plane with Jake and they fought and uh, the gun would get transferred between Jake and then the drug lord. And it was stupid. And Mike was there, too. You know what's also that I noticed? Uh, the shark is less in this book than he is in the film. Yeah, which is which is wh- how can you call this Jaws? I don't I don't care about drug family dramas with. With goofy voodoo, I I it's want what a the, shark. Well, eating the, people. Yeah, in the first book, I mean, there was there was the mafia and everything like that. But you know, there was a reason for it being there. Like it was, you know, it was all connected to the shark because it was affecting like you know real estate and everything on the island, and the mafia had like invested in and everything like that. At least that's explained. Like this, it's just like I'm going to try to be like the first book. Let's bring in the mafia or the and uh, it's just retitle the book jaws hoagie's revenge the voodoo poodoo thank you and i uh, do we, and do we, how, how do we continue after that uh, guys and if uh for our people in the chat if you read this book and you liked it like uh that's great but i'm we're, like we're sorry we it was just a like i said i <sighs> It was. I'm. I'm gonna go watch the film right now, just so that way I can forget about the book. <laughs> well, I mean, our next, our next month's book. I'm hoping. Uh oh. The next month's book is uh is what now? Well, it's your pick. So you um, to... well, am I announcing it? Are we at that point now? Are Are we there? Or did I rush you? Adam? Is there anybody? What did you, anybody have anything else they want to say about Jaws: The Revenge? No, uh, I like I said as I was reading, I'm just like they're gonna call this Jaws the Revenge because Matthew and Jeremy are gonna want revenge on me for making us read this book. Uh, I only... do have one more question about it after you finish your thought, Jeremy. I'm sorry. The only person I want revenge on is the author. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna give Jaws. To, I'm gonna give Jaws to uh, the benefit of the doubt. I still will read that one, but uh, my question is. Why is this book like hard to find? Why is this a twenty five dollar book? I was book? thinking that too because it was printed once. 
It doesn't matter. Like all those Friday the 13th books are like hundreds of dollars and you could Yeah. Who knows if they're crap or not? That's you a know? good question. Yeah. It's it's a niche with it. It's a it's a novelization and it's a horror novelization technically. So it's a niche within a niche, you know. I'm surprised. Okay. Uh this printing history, this is 1987. That's when the movie some, came out. For some reason, I thought it was a 90s movie, like an early 90s. No, no. Okay. Wow. Uh, I Man. will agree. Uh, we have a comment. Uh, Bad Moon Horn says the novelization does have a higher body count, which I do agree with. Yeah, there was more hmm. deaths in this book than there was in the movie. But there is something I will say that on this. Um, this... <laughs> uh, <laughs> this actually felt more... Like this sequel. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What was that? What happened? Oh no, sorry. I think my mic got muted for a minute. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, this felt like a, a like it tied into the original stories better, in my opinion. For this reason, the like, did you guys notice that in Jaws 3D, the the Brody boys, Michael and Sean, like, okay. Jaws 2 was like in the late 70s, like 1977, I think. Mm -hmm. And they're like 17 and 10 years old or somewhere around there. And then 1983, five years, Michael's like in his early 30s and Sean's like in his mid-20s. I'm like, how does that happen? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then it, it's like the only reason it tied into the movies or the first two movies was because, oh, we, we say it does. I'm like. <laughs> but it doesn't make but it, but it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Just like yeah, but they're like, I mean, I mean, you could have just said like, oh, this movie takes place in the 1990s, and like, but no, like, but this the age gap makes a little bit more sense, but still a little off in ways. But anyway, that's my rant on that. I've been wanting to rant about that for a while. So, fair enough. Yeah. Um. Wow. So we all gave it an F. Yep. <laughs> Next month, hopefully, will be a better experience for everybody. Um, we're getting into a story that I know nothing about. Never saw the film. Me it's neither. A film I, I love. I love. Never heard. Of, never heard of the film until I saw the novelization. It's gonna be Crawl, written by Alan Dean Foster. Yes. So the the we've maestro. Had, we've had some pretty good experiences on the paper movies alien yeah. book club with, uh, Alan Dean Foster. So, um, looking forward to reading that. And I, I already got a head start on it. Started it, uh, a couple nights ago, just not even for, through the first chapter yet, but got, got some of it done. So I'm excited for it. I might watch the film first cause I've never seen it. And then I'll read. It's Liam um, Neeson's first movie. Oh, it is. He's a supporting character in it, yeah. Okay. It's one of his first, I should say. It might be a good idea to watch this movie first before I read it, because that usually helps you get through it It's easier. fun. Yeah. Okay, good. That has me happy. But, yeah, so that's our discussion for Jaws, The Revenge. Like, uh, um, like I said, I'll still watch the film, because, you know, it's terrible. But, you know, I do find some enjoyment in it, but um, I will, this will only be now for collecting <laughs> purposes. I, I, will, I will never open this book again unless it's like I have a reason to. <laughs> yeah. And that reason is to be like, oh, uh, what did it say in that one chapter? Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, it's a reference book now. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. 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 We need to reprint this back cover with... Uh, you know, it's got three reviews on it. We need to put our three reviews on it for yeah. two cents. I'll say uh, this is now the best uh, doorstop ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully next month will be better. It's uh, Kroll is actually shorter, I think. Yeah, it's like almost 100 it's pages a short. Most things are. Yeah. Most things are shorter than Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Most of the novelizations we read are shorter, except for when it's my month. And for some, <laughs> I'm always drawn to like, <laughs> like 300 page books or something. 
to be fair though there has been some good ones like spider-man was actually a good read mm-hmm. and batman was short yeah that might be the only short one you've ever picked this is and it's weird this is the only i think this is one of the first ones that i picked that was not comic book related yeah Right, and there are no photos in this uh, Jaws the Revenge That's a plus. novelization That's a plus. either. It gets a point zero zero one from me. Oh, okay, so your score went up. <laughs> <laughs> Still an F, though. <laughs> an F.1, there we go. Yeah. No, zero one. Zero zero. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, yeah, but... Guys, I think that's we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for joining us on this very uh, interesting discussion on paper movies. Uh, Jaws the Revenge was not better than the movie. And, I might have, uh, have my and, revenge and, on the toilet. Yeah, I was going to say, to, to quote Matthew when he first held the uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters. Here, see? Yeah. So I'm going to go out. (laughs) I think we should all go outside now and start, you know, punting this across our backyards. Go kick it over the fence. Oh, yeah. There's like a kid that lives next door. He could like go outside and be like, he could be floating in the swimming pool. He could be like, whoa. Then he could read it. And then I was about to say, Jeremy, you live closest to the ocean. So you can uh, just, just like I'm sending this back to the ocean. I'll take it to Carmel with me. How's that sound? (laughs) But anyway, guys, thanks so much for joining us Uh, again. You can find us at our individual channels. uh, Jeremy stupid chainsaw productions, Matthew at geek static and Tuscan reader. And uh, you find me at red five reviews and Bryant BRM. Um, So, yeah, thanks again. Join us next month for Kroll. Go get your copies, guys. Start reading now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right here. This one right here. Yep. Oh, oh, we're doing a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Book five. <laughs> Why they put Jer- Jeremy's face on the cover here? <laughs> That's just me on the toilet. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. With that note, uh, <laughs> bye, everybody. 